What is your why? Do you want dynamic growth? Do you feel stuck? It's time to fix your why. Welcome to the Fix Your Why podcast. I'm Billy Ryan. Today is the leadership episode. When you read my book, you'll see leadership is everywhere in my story. I think I was born a leader. Uh, I certainly tried to be the best leader I could be. So I was a student of leadership. I still am a student of leadership. I think, you know, I learn something new every day. I try to. Fix Your Why shares the methods and practices I employed to realize high achievement. And leadership is critical to high achievement, to success, to marketplace dominance, marketplace differentiation, customer satisfaction. It takes leadership to, to innovate, it takes leadership to grow. It takes leadership to get team members to work in harmony. And working in harmony is different than just working together, right? I mean, we can get in a rowboat and we can all row in time and move in a specific direction. But harmony suggests that we're operating at a different level. There's a different energy around our working together. And as a leader, if you're sensitive to that energy and you try to uh, embrace it and enable it, you'll also kind of unleash the creativity and productivity of your team, which is something I think every leader would love to achieve. There are multiple aspects to leadership. You've heard that saying the buck stops here. Well, it stops with the leader. You've heard leading by example. And, you know, you, I, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking so loudly. I don't know if you've heard that saying, but you can't just talk the talk. You've got to walk that talk as well. Leadership is that person at the top of the pyramid, if you will, that, that, that person that is recognized on the chain of command as, you know, issuing, uh, the, the top down directives, directives. Then there's leadership as a company in the marketplace. We'll talk more about that and kind of the lonely place that leadership or leader can be. Leadership is, at least in my mind, is not about being in charge or having power. I think for a lot of people, that's where they see leadership. Uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Another cliche, but a lot of truth in that cliche. It's very easy as you rise in the organization to want to control more and more people. 
Control is never what you should aspire to as a leader. Control constricts when what you want to do is enable and enliven the people that you lead. Market leadership is a different aspect of leadership. Uh, it takes leadership from an individual to create market leadership for sure. But market leadership is, is a different kind of challenge. It's a recognition that you're competing and you're competing every day. You're competing for a share of a market. You're competing for the eyeballs of a particular audience, but you're going up against another force that recognizes you as a counterforce. When I was young and first started out in my family's business, I was very focused on our market leader and I wanted to beat that market leader. It was personal for me. And, you know, I, I laugh about it because it's silly. I mean, I, I, I made it personal and I think that helped me be the person that I was. And, and, and I would even dare say it, it led to some of my high achievement. But as I reflect back on those days, uh, I would wish for a gentler and kinder me, but that's not who I was then. I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. And uh, as I say in the book, uh, I was a warrior and, and I was, and I make no bones about it. But the more that I collaborated, uh, particularly when I would collaborate with architects and designers, interior designers, um, my architects were from California and California was considered the Mecca, at least by me, the Mecca of home building. That's where all great ideas came from. So I studied that market quite a bit. I'd go on housing tours and I'd, I'd be present in that market quite a bit because I would learn and it would make me better. As I met other builders in the marketplace, because I started to build a reputation for what I was accomplishing with my company, all of a sudden I'm friends with these guys and these women. And it shifted that warrior inside of me. Back home in Chicago, which was our home market, I began to gain a reputation again for differentiation, let's put it that way. Uh, we were achieving at a high level and at award ceremonies or industry events, again, I'd be meeting my competition and guess what? They were nice people and we were getting along. And again, there was this shift. Well, as we grew, we started to become intentional about expanding outside of the Chicago market. Humility is a great teacher. I learned that being the market leader in Chicago was much different than being a market leader in multiple markets. All of a sudden I gained a respect for some of the public companies that 
were operating in multiple markets. I didn't have a lot of respect for them in my single market because the CEO who I would meet at an industry event was not the division president that I was competing with in Chicago. So I had to shift my perspective and I had to look at leadership differently. I had to make allowances for the fact that I was operating in a single market. Not to diminish the achievement that I accomplished, but as I tried to export our core competencies outside of the Chicago market into Minnesota and Florida, I learned that one, that wasn't so easy. Two, all the trade contractors with whom we collaborated in Chicago had been working with me for decades. They knew what I expected and they delivered what I expected. Now I'm training strangers to understand the core competencies and values of my company. That perspective made me kinder and gentler because I had to eat crow at times about some of the proclamations that I made, some of the boasts that I made when I was younger. So let's talk about leaders, leadership, and egos. Um, as I mentioned, as I expanded outside of Chicago, my ego uh, got a little bruised. Uh, I learned that maybe I wasn't um, as good as I thought I was. I was still honing my skills as a leader. And I'm not here to tell you that ego is unimportant. I think anyone that accomplishes at a high level has an inner strength, a fortitude that Freud would call ego and others would call ego. I, I think Ayn Rand, wonderful author, novelist, she called ego a good thing because ego is that part of us that makes us believe or leads us to believe that we can be different, that we can be better. An unchecked ego is the worst thing a leader can have. Leadership is about inspiring and motivating others. So if it's all about you as a leader, you're not inclined to inspire or motivate. You're looking for adulation from those you lead. Those types of leaders usually surround themselves with yes people. That is the last thing you want to collaborate and achieve at a high level. The mastermind principle does not work with a bunch of yes people sitting around the same table because there won't be any unique ideas. Everyone's going to be thinking the same thing. You have to be strong enough as a leader to welcome challenge because challenge is differentiation. Challenge will make you better. It takes fire to shape steel. It doesn't take coddling. It doesn't take false praise. When I was 
when I became president of my family's home building company, I was 34 years old. And as I say, we were growing outside of Chicago into Minnesota and Florida. We needed something to unite our company. So I developed this process to draft vision and mission statements. It was a six month long process and involved all the employees in our company. It was a really cool process. I broke up the team of the company was, we were about 200 to 225 people at the time, broke it up into 10 teams, had staff level and senior level people on the same team. So there was diversity within the team. I had different departments on each team. The more diversity of thought, the more representation of who we were to our customers. Because don't forget, what we advertise being to our customers is only effective if everyone on the front line behaves that way, thinks that way, treats the customer that way. We are only as good as our frontline team members. What I learned in the process is some of my senior managers who were really good at what they do. They were really good because they had a strong ego. Some of them were more interested in controlling than leading. And as the ultimate leader in my company, I had to embrace all the different people on the whole team. So I couldn't diminish this strong ego. I had to find a way to inform this person that there was another way to wield this authority that they had. And that if they really wanted to succeed and grow in the organization, they had to find a way to lift others to be better, to make others believe they were important to the mission of the company. Back to market leadership and continual improvement. Continual improvement or innovation is not an easy thing. And I can admit that there were times when I tried to innovate and we were stymied as a company. There, there weren't, as try as we might to find new thoughts and new ideas, the well will some days run dry. And if you wanna maintain your market leadership position, you have to find ways to innovate. And as a market leader, when, when I finally accomplished the goal of being the leading home builder in the Chicago market, there was nobody in front of me that I could use to measure what better meant. Now I had to be the person that defined what better looked like. That's leadership. And to be a leader in your market every day, to dominate a share position in a submarket or a product line or a service, you have to have ways of understanding your customer better. And you have to be strong enough and determined enough to deliver better.
that's leadership. So for you budding entrepreneurs trying to build a new business, understand that true achievement doesn't happen alone. You need others. Effective leadership means lifting others, elevating their value and their contribution. And in so doing, you will elevate your contribution. I'm Billy Ryan, and this is the Fix Your Why podcast. Thank you for joining. Have a great day.